night. What a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere that we are sensing in this place tonight. In Jesus' name, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The God of all sufficiency. He is the great I am. Praise God, which means he can do anything and everything in Jesus' name. So welcome to the service tonight. We're glad you're here. Thanks for participating. You know, that is Pentecost, you know. Pentecost is not a spectator church. <laughs> it's a participating, and we thank you for doing that. I know it gets, takes a little while to get used to some of this stuff, but it's a great thing in Jesus' name. I can't believe that about a year ago we did this too. And um, I don't know how to feel about this every year that we got to send this guy back to St. Louis. Um, you know, I thought maybe he'd hear from God this year and come back and say, you know, folks, I've had enough of Bible college. I'm just going to stay in Gillette and work with you guys. Can somebody say amen? amen? Yeah. You know, but no, 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 no. He's got to go back to St. Louis and learn some more. But hasn't it been a privilege to have Harmon with us? It really has. He has... He has literally been a joy to be around in Jesus' name. And Maverick is probably going to send us a bill every week because you're not here. Oh, I like to have fun with this guy. But he is serious about his walk with God. That is one thing that we have... We, are, we appreciate it. He has worked with our youth some and, um, this summer and has come up here and, and, um, and uh, gave us a couple of messages and, and good messages, good, good stuff. And so we know that he's on the right track. He really is. But I appreciate him and him and his mother and praise God. I know she's probably having a rougher time with this um, than we are. But I feel like tonight we need to have special prayer for him. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you and your mom come and stand here. I'm just going to anoint you, then I'm going to back away. And what I'm going to ask you folks to do is just raise your hands. Maybe you could stand when we do this. And let's just push some prayer their way in Jesus' name. And, and let's believe God for, for, for just powerful things, not only in this young man's life, but we appreciate his mom being here with us. You know something? She drives now. She does. Amen. I asked her yesterday or the day a little while ago, I said, have you been picked up yet? And she says, no. She said, I said, well, hey, that's great. She's doing good. Just stay that way. Don't get picked up. But we appreciate her. She's a great lady. And, you know, so I guess we got the best end of the deal, probably. She's, no, I'm just kidding. This is a good pair. But we appreciate this family in Jesus' name. And let's pray. Let's ask God to really give something.
Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Yes. Praise God, praise God. I'm going to have you come and say a few you can be seated. God bless you. I'm not going to say much, but I would just like to thank all of you for having my back with these this last year, especially with my dad passing away. It's definitely been very hard for the both of us, but God has been pulling through within these past few weeks, so it's definitely been amazing to have you all behind our backs. And I'm gonna I'm gonna miss all of y'all while I'm down in Missouri. I'm gonna have a lot of fun, but I'm still I'm gonna miss all of you still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to thank all of you for this, especially every one of you who's been praying for us. It's it's been a real help for for, for both of us. Actually, I don't know what to say, but um, it's hard for me that my son is leaving tomorrow. I wish you could stay. I'm sorry. But it is what it is. God called you there, and then I, I'm here to support you. Whatever you need, I'm always here, and all of this family has always been here since I've been here for 16 years now, I guess. So I want to say thank you all for everything that you've done to us, especially me, all of these ladies that are helping me out, the driving thingy, because I don't like to drive, but I have to. I don't have a driver anymore. He's, he's with God now, so, yeah, and thank you. I'm, I don't know what to say, like what I said, but I think, just want to thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. So, love you all. God, it is an honor to have them in this church, and um, I don't know, you know, if, you th if God leads you to, you threaten him before he leaves tomorrow, okay, and tell him he has to come back, he has to come back, but we have really enjoyed him and, and uh, his mother, and they, they're just a great family, and we appreciate them in Jesus' name. This week, as we mentioned, I mentioned this morning, was, uh, um, again, a lot of things are being done differently, the virtual um, things being done online and that type of thing, and I think all of us are kind of getting used to that a little bit. Um, but nevertheless, this week, the youth department down in headquarters in St. Louis put together a, um, a seminar, an abbreviated seminar uh, for Thursday night and, and Friday night. And there are several of us. I wasn't able to make it on Thursday night because of a board meeting. But um, Friday night, I was here. And I think there was 11 of us that were here and just powerful preaching. I listened to part of that, or I listened to most of that message on Thursday night at home. And it was, wow, that was just really good stuff. And I, what I've asked is Jake and Acacia to come um, and give you a little recap of what they got and maybe give you a little bit of a vision of what's going on with the youth department in Jesus' name. So you guys come and, um, and take your liberty in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for everything he's doing and he's going to do with our youth. Um, I love every one of them to death, and I know great things are going to come through it. Um, Keisha wanted me to go first, and so they say, say the best for last, and so we're going to do that. Um, but there was a lot of vision that was truly cast during this time, and um, I didn't start out in youth ministry. I think some of you know that I started out in Primrose, which is a retirement home here. And the thing that it taught me there that I now apply to what's going on here is that um, 
there are seeds that are, are planted in these young people's lives. Um, and the, the rate of kids that when they graduate high school that um, they get out and they go to college, it's alarming how many of them leave the church. Um, and it truly is. But, and obviously the goal is to keep them in church and keep them going. But if they do leave church, the thing that the retirement home has taught me is that even if a seed has been planted when they're up there, is that that seed can be germinated. And if, if done right, that seed will stay there and it will begin to grow if brought back in there. And so that's been something that we, I, I've seen when I was up there at that retirement home is um, that you can bring that back in them. You can bring that life back and that seed can be planted for a lifetime. And so we truly know that it's a, it's a high calling to do this. Um, and so we take it very, um, very strongly on what we are doing. Um, so there's many great things that they talked about on Thursday and Friday. Usually this is an in-person thing and um, we give so much when we go to these youth camps and everything. And um, someone told me it's a vacation when you go on all these trips and um, you couldn't be more wrong because it uh, it's a lot of work. It really, really is. And we, we love it though. Um, but when we can get something to give back to us and help to build us up, to give us a vision, we really appreciate that. And we're very thankful for that as well. Um, a message that was talked about, and I'll just briefly mention it, is the oxen and how um, you got two oxen and they're yoked. And I didn't realize, but they usually have a lead oxen that'll know the field. They'll know how um, this field's supposed to go and they'll know how it's supposed to be plowed. And I'm very thankful for a pastor that I can be linked up with, that I can have um, just that, that vision that can be cast. And when I do go through that hilly and that, that roughness, he can guide me through many of these things, um, through the mistakes that I may go through as well. And so I'll, I'll leave that for what it is. But the one that stood out to me the most was uh, by um, Reverend uh, Victor Jackson. Um, it was very, very incredible. But the power of a conversation, um, that stood out to me so much. Um, it's incredible about the simple things that you can give to young people or anybody. This can be for any ministry of just a conversation, just sitting down and talking with somebody, just being willing to listen to them and, and hear many things happen. Um, there's the power of life and death. Um, in the tongue. And I think a lot of you have heard that as well. But can a conversation really work? And he brought out the points in Genesis. And it says, it worked when Satan talked to Eve. Think about that. It worked when Satan talked to Eve. Just a simple conversation of what was brought to her. And then there wasn't a conversation between the couple because she brought it to him. And if maybe there was a conversation, there maybe wouldn't have been that fall. Maybe there wouldn't have been, and I'm not putting blame on one or the other. I'm just saying that maybe if there would have been a conversation there, things wouldn't have went that direction. And so there is absolute power in that conversation. And I want you to know that if your young people need us, absolutely have them call us at any time of the night. We want to make sure that we are available for them at all times. And obviously that can be unrealistic at times, but we'll make sure that we're doing everything we can be. And also, I want you to know that with your young people, if they've got a vision to do something, tell us. It could be playing music. It could be any of that stuff. We want to begin to build these young people into knowing that they have something, that they can be used in the church, that they have a position. They often think, you know, a position, let's get up here and let's be the pastor. And that's not even a percent of it. You know, that's a very small part of it. And so we want to make sure that we're casting that vision to them. So please let us build that inside of them. Um, and I know that was very brief, but it was just so powerful and it was so anointed to have that, that blessing. And I appreciate your prayers for us and everything you guys do as well. And I want you to know that we're just going to try to build that unity in this group. We might not have the biggest group and nor do we necessarily want that. We want to have that group that's powerful, that wants God, that hungers and thirsts after them, after God. And so we want to build that. And that vision is casting us to build that inside of them as well. So um, I just, I appreciate your prayers again and everything that you guys would do for us. So
Amen. I'm so appreciative that we were able to come here and be able to watch it. And um, I'm thankful for the people that took the time out to come to the services and to glean something. Because there really is something for everyone. It's not just a youth service. You know, there really is something in there for each and every person. Um, but uh, what I really got more out of um, is their little, like, side sessions and those little... Um, what are they, workshops. Um, and so I was kind of reviewing those today and taking notes on those. And they were really about how to have those hard conversations. And it works out perfectly because we had that talk about a conversation and how important a conversation is. And so um, I really gleaned a lot from those um, because we live in such a, a crazy world right now. And we live in a world that, you know, like when most of us were younger and didn't have to face these kinds of things that are going on in their high schools every day. And so, um, and things like promotions and social media and all that kind of stuff, because that's what speaks to them nowadays, that that's what they see, that's what's important to them. Um, and so that was really impactful for me. And something that stuck out that they said at the beginning was like, you know, we were supposed to come together. It was going to be just a hundred, you know, a couple hundred of us coming together and, you know, worshiping and having, you know, getting empowered and, you know, encouraged. But because of what happened, we weren't able to meet. But so many hundreds of other people are able to you know, experience these and watch the videos and get a hold of those workshops. And I think that's so powerful because that just reminds me that God's ways are so much higher. We always question like what, what's going on in this world, what's happening, but I, I just have to give it to God because he has, a, he has a plan that is higher. He has people who were not working because of what's going on, who may have to stay at home because of what's going on, and they were able to be a part of that. And I'm just so thankful for that, because there are so many youth groups around the country that are able to um, glean from that and able to use that in their youth groups. And I, I um, reflect the same thank you from Jake. Is we thank you guys for your support. You guys are so generous to the youth and um, always willing to help us out and always willing to give the youth something to do. And um, we really appreciate your guys' um, bravery and your boldness in that. So thank you guys. Appreciate them and appreciate their dedication to it in Jesus' name. I'm sure that those are archived, so I mean, if the people want to watch them, I'm sure they can. They could probably go online and, and to see them again. It would be well worth your time. It really was very, very, very good, all that. Um, and there were other things that were downloaded um, and, and so on and so forth. So just tremendous things, and, and, I, and I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate um, the effort and the work that's going in. I mean, folks... Um, there's nobody that hasn't been affected by what's going on here the last four or five months. People have been challenged. Everybody has. And um, the thing that I appreciate is I see a lot of raise, rising to the challenge. That's what's happening. You know, we're learning that sometimes you, you can do things differently, and sometimes you can just um, uh, connect in that type of thing. And so um, just as a note, in September, our general conference, which is, um, uh, again, uh, uh, a pretty good-sized meeting. It was planning, planned on being in St. Louis this year. In fact, up until about two or three weeks ago, they were going ahead with it. They were planning on it. They had the, the football stadium um, rented down there, and they were planning on social distancing and that type of thing. But some things cropped it up, and some spiking happened, and so they decided they were not going to do that, but everything is going to be online. Well, the point I'm making is that we're going to try to, we're going to stream as much of that as we can here, you know, in those nights. 
And so we'll let you know what the schedule is. We don't really know what the schedule is right now. I mean, other than the fact that there will be night services, I assume. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know how much of that will be available for us. But whatever it is, we will be streaming it here at the church. And so that will be made available to you in Jesus' name. And so maybe if you got some extra time, and I'm, I'm not sure what the week is, brother. What is it, September the what? Do you have those dates handy? Um, I'm not sure. I knew it was in September, but... 21st through the 25th. 21st yeah. yeah, four days. Tuesday through Friday night is what it is. And, um, and so um, exciting. This was a year that they were going to celebrate. Well, they still will. I, I know they will because this is the 75th year of the merger. There were two Pentecostal um, organizations back in 1945 that came together, amen, and established what we now know as of the United Pentecostal Church International. And it's a tremendous thing. Um, the history that's behind that and so on and so forth is, is really, really um, exciting. And so this is a year that they are celebrating 75 years of that merger. And so there were special things that were planned. And so I'm not, again, not sure how much of that's going to be broadcasted or whatever the case is. But we will be bringing that to you. So um, uh, put that as a back note, 21st through the 25th, you know, we will be um, um, taking advantage of anything and everything that had quarters will be online, giving us online in Jesus' name. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, I, I've been thinking of this name, Quinda. Did I get that right? The first time, Quinda. She's, you've been coming here um, off and on now for, for, for a while, and she came up to me this morning and, um, and expressed her need and want to be baptized in Jesus' name. And um, yeah, that's a good thing. That's cool. Praise God. And so here in just a few minutes, I don't know where Jake is at. Is he going to be the one that's going to fill up the rest of the way? You don't have to run. We got time, okay? But I'm just saying, just so somebody's alerted to that. But here in a, in a few minutes, we're going to be going back there and concluding the service tonight with a baptism, which is always exciting as far as I'm concerned. Baptism is a tremendous thing. Let me show you something here. Let me give you some, a little bit of scriptural background here, um, why I feel like this is so very, very, very important. Um, in fact, I'm going, to, um, I'm going to use a very strong word, and that word is necessary in Jesus' name. I want you to turn, first of all, to the book of Ecclesiastes. I want to show you something. Um, and a lot of times in the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, you know, those kind of books, they bring about principles, things that, you know, are kind of a foundational and that type of thing. And, and tonight, I, I just want to show you something here that's found in, um, in there. Look at uh, chapter number 4, Ecclesiastes chapter number 4, and verse number 9. Amen. <clears throat> the Bible says there, Ecclesiastes 4 and 9, and then I'm going to show you one of these. In 1 John chapter number 2, that's where we're going to head after this, okay? The Bible says in verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. It says, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him. See, that's a principle. I thank God for, for, for camaraderies. I thank God for people who are around us. I thank God, let me just get real specific, I thank God for the local church. 
I believe this is, this is ordained of God, for God to have churches like this in every community. When I was district superintendent, one of the things I was trying to establish um, and, and sow the seeds for is to at least have a light in every county in these three states. And I still believe that's going to happen in Jesus' name. But the Bible says in verse 11 there, it says, Again, if two lie together, then they have heat, but how can one be warmed alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And I want you to notice this in verse 12. Look at what it says. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Yeah. Now let me show you a threefold cord, okay? Let me show you one. And, um, and again, I'm not trying to pull this stuff out of the sky. I'm just, I, I, I believe it's there. Look at to 1 John chapter number 2. 1 John chapter number 2. Bible says, while you're turning there, the Bible says in the book of Romans that the wages of sin is what? Death. Sin is a very, very, very destructive, powerful thing. We understand that we have victory over sin, don't we? Amen. That's what the blood of Jesus Christ does for us. That's what um, uh, her going down in Jesus' name, baptism, that's the power that's going to take away all of that past sin. It doesn't make any difference how much, you have, how much you have sinned. It's all completely gone tonight. Yeah. That, that's something to think about, isn't it? Every bit of it, in Jesus' name, is gone. Amen. Let, let, me, let me show you um, what I'm talking about here. Look at 1 John chapter number 2 and verse number 15. 1 John 2 and verse number 15. The Bible says, love not the world. Somebody say amen. amen. What that word world there means is the orderly, orderly arrangement. It's not talking about getting ticked off at mountains and streams and things like that. It's talking about what's down here and what is an orderly arrangement. And that would have to do with the Antichrist. Amen. There's, a, there's an arrangement in this world that is taking people to the wrong direction. So the Bible's saying don't love that part of the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So that's why we want to be careful that we don't get too attached to the things down here. It doesn't mean that you can't have things. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, obtain things down here. But always remember, praise God, that they're, they're temporary. Praise God. And then it goes on and it describes this threefold cord, in my opinion. It says, for all that is in the world, and number one, the lust of the flesh. It says, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. You can see three specific things in there that tie together. And listen to me, folks, that is not an easy thing to break. It is not. And that's why you um, probably every week you find yourself, you know, around somebody who is having an extreme hard time and just, you know, all kinds of aggravation and, and, and frustration is happening because this is what happens is sometimes and unknowingly what happens is that people hook them up, hook themselves up to this threefold cord. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. You and I, we, we really, we, we can't do it. 
There's no way. There's no amount of, of psychology or education and any of that stuff. And I'm not here to criticize any of that. I'm just here to point out that this threefold cord has to be, has to be taken apart by Almighty God. And that's what we, we, can, we can discover with God in Jesus' name. This morning we talked about the benefits of having the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is the thing that will come into your life, praise God, and help you to keep that threefold cord at bay. Amen. It's not that you won't ever be affected by it or you won't sense it in that type of thing. You must understand we're in the world, but we're not of it. That's what the Bible describes us as. But nevertheless, we still have to deal with things like this. And from time to time, we find ourselves getting tangled up, don't we? Now, come on, let's just be honest tonight. We do. I'm not advocating that you do. I'm just saying you do, whether you like it or not. But isn't it nice to know that we have an advocate with the Father? His name is Jesus. Come on, we discovered that, didn't we? Come on, there's nobody like Jesus. There's nobody that can break that yoke like Jesus. Come on, let's just give him praise and glory. Oh, hallelujah. There's nobody like him. There never will be. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Always, always keep that in mind, praise God. Amen. You might walk in and you might find yourself getting tangled up from time to time, but that can be broken through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what it's designed to do. And in my opinion, that's the witness that God wants us to be a part of in this world, praise God. Amen. That doesn't give us bragging rights, but it helps us to become a witness. We talked about that this morning. You know, Jesus said, you're going to have power after the Holy Ghost come upon you. You're going to have abilities. And then you're going to have authority. And believe me, if you're going to keep the threefold cord at bay, you and I have got to be put under the authority of God. Amen. And so this is what he does in Jesus' name. Praise God. And so you and I, we can, we can, we can believe and we can... Um, have faith in these kinds of things in Jesus' name. Let me give you a threefold cord, okay? Let me give you another one, praise God. Turn to the book of Acts, praise God. Amen. And most of you are familiar with this. Uh, maybe some that aren't, but if you aren't, here it is, praise God. You know, the book of Acts is a tremendous book, praise God. It gives us the um, uh, uh, kind of a historical aspect of the church, Amen. And in chapter number two, this is where the outpouring of the Holy Ghost was poured out. If you've never read this chapter, you should do that. You should get very familiar with the second chapter of the book of Acts. It's not the only chapter in the book, but it's, it's a good place, praise God. Amen. I remember one time teaching Bible studies in different places, and I had a man come up to me after a Bible study. And he says, where did you come from? That's a loaded question, isn't it? Amen. And, um, and I said, well, I said, I come from Iowa originally, but I said, you know, and that, I was just trying to, but he said, no, where did this stuff that you're preaching, where did this come from? You know, this baptism in Jesus' name and, and being filled with the Holy Ghost. I said, well, I said, I can take you back to where it began. And I said, that is in, in, in Jerusalem. That's where it began. And so the second chapter of the book of Acts is a good place to take people that want to know where did this stuff begin? Where did this outpouring of the Holy Ghost start? And this is where it was in Jesus' name. And most of you or a lot of you are familiar with the fact that, that there was 120 of them in an upper room. 
praise God, that obeyed the orders of Jesus. The only thing that he left them back was he, uh, before he ascended to heaven was he said, you go back to Jerusalem and tarry until you be endued with power on high. Praise God. That was his, his um, um, uh, leaving remarks to them. And so there were faithful people that did that. Amen. And then on the day of Pentecost, praise God, and I believe it, um, when the day of Pentecost fully came, which is at 6 o'clock in the morning, if you think about it from a Jewish calendar, praise God, the Holy Ghost fell on those, on those men and women. I don't know if you realize this or not, but Jesus' biological mother was up in that upper room. She was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Peter was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You know, the Apostle John was filled with the Holy Ghost. Philip, people like that. So when you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're in good company, in Jesus' name. But like anything that comes from God initially, we wonder about it. You know, you think about Nicodemus when, when Jesus pressed him about being born again. How do I do this? Well, how does this happen? Do I enter the second time into my mother's womb? And Jesus said, no, this is not the birth I'm talking about. I'm talking about a spiritual birth. And this is what she is going to do tonight, praise God. She is going to begin that journey in Jesus' name. Because Jesus said, you must be born of the and of the amen. And so I believe God in those things. I believe he hasn't changed. He's not trying to confuse us. He's not trying to come up with a new plan in 2020. He's sticking with the, with the old plan, praise God, that happened in 33 AD, praise God. And I'm glad that we can be a part of that in Jesus' name. And so finally, when Peter began to preach to these people about what that was, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Amen. And Joel prophesied hundreds of years before that that God was going to pour out His Spirit upon flesh. And we found out this morning that, he's, that that just means God is going to let Him make that available to everybody. You know, the Holy Ghost is like God's love. You know, you don't have to receive God's love if you don't. I think you're foolish if you don't, but you don't have to. God doesn't make you do that. And the Holy Ghost is the same way. God is going to have people like you and me to advertise this and, and, and tell folks that it still happens in Jesus' name, but that doesn't guarantee that people will. Think about this. The Bible says in John 3 and 16, who can quote that, that Bible verse for me? For so the world that He, His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, should not perish. There's a strong word there, folks. It doesn't mean that everybody that hears that word is going to be saved. It just means that they should. And so I look at the baptism of the Holy Ghost the same way. You know, years ago I quit arguing about it and said, hey, this is of God, let's just settle that in Jesus' name. And it's the same thing with Jesus' name baptism. You know, you can sit here and people can have a hard time with that. But I just say, listen, it's in the Bible. That's what we need to do in Jesus' name. And so the Bible says, Peter's ending words in the second chapter of the book of Acts were um, 2 and 36. He just kind of finished up his sermon by saying, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Basically, he just made that, that statement. That was the Christ. Now, just upon, you know, all of these words and that type of thing, and, and this is why I said what I said this morning, you know, conviction is going to come. It's how we handle that conviction is really what's going to determine, you know, where we spend eternity. Because God loves you enough that He's going to confront you. 
God loves me enough that he's not going to let me get away with things. That's just the way God is. Now, he doesn't do it in a mean way. He doesn't do it in a, in a condescending way. And he doesn't threaten me. But he still confronts me. And so you must recognize that. And you need to get used to that. God's going to keep doing that because he loves you. He's, he is absolutely ecstatic about what you're doing tonight. In Jesus' name, praise God. And by the way, this isn't just for you. Let everybody know what you've done. In Jesus' name, that's cool. And so the Bible says, when they heard this in verse 37, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now you're going to see a threefold cord, a good one. Remember what the book of Ecclesiastes said? A threefold cord is not easily broken, but with God all things are possible. Here it is. Look at this. Then Peter said unto them, everybody say repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I, it doesn't take rocket science right there to see a threefold cord. Amen. A cord of repentance, baptism, water baptism in Jesus' name, and then a spiritual infilling of God's Spirit. Praise God. That's the threefold cord that God wants to put into everybody's life in this world. That's what God wants to do. And folks, this is not something that, that, that God, like I said, is going to make everybody do. He's just going to display it out there. He's going to, you know, use, you know, people like me and, and a bunch of you folks to just preach it and tell people about it. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. There's going to be folks just like, um, like uh, Quinda there that's going to receive this. Praise God in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I was thinking this morning, I gave you one of those tracts this morning that talks about why we baptize in Jesus' name. And there's some cool information in there. And, and there's much, much more that we're going to give you, but that was, that was enough, praise God. When I finally got rid of my stubbornness, when I finally got rid of my, you know, God, I, I don't know about you, Guess what finally sealed the deal for me? I found it on the floor in the, in the place where I worked, where I was setting up machines. And it was, it was a, just like what you got. It was a piece of information that talked about Jesus' name, baptism. I thought about that. And I thought, thank you, God. Thank you for giving me another chance. Thank you for, for, for hanging with me, being long-suffering and that type of thing. And so this is what God does for us, my friends. He will do that in the name of Jesus. Before we dismiss and go back to the, to the baptismal here, let me lead you, leave you with another scripture, praise God, that was written by the same guy that authored the book of Acts. Look at Luke chapter number 24. And look at this. Amen. I mentioned... To Quinda, I said, you know, we're going to pray a prayer of repentance. And I'm not going to put her just entirely on the spot tonight, although I'm going to encourage you to pray it, you know. We're all going to pray it because that's something that we need on an ongoing basis. We need that threefold cord of the world to be cut. And one of the ways that we can continually to, to have that happen in our life is just have a healthy batch of repentance in our life on a daily basis. Amen. Look at Luke chapter 24. And this, of course, is after Jesus um, uh, died and, and was buried and rose again. And, and he's, um, you know, appearing to his disciples at times. 
And the scripture says in verse 44, 24 and 44, this is Luke. And he said unto them, these are the words which, now this is Jesus speaking here. It says, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled. Never forget that, folks. God isn't going to forget anything. And then it goes on to say, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. And then he goes on to say, then the Bible says in verse 45, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Literally what that means is he gave them the ability to put it all together. Amen. I mean, can you imagine the, the kaleidoscope of their minds that were just bing, 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 bing. That's what he meant. That's what he meant. That's what he was talking about. Come on, this morning I talked about the fact that the Holy Ghost gives you quickening power. That means that God can make that thing alive just like that. How many has had that kind of an epiphany in, your, mind, in your, your day? I have too. Man, you've been reading the scriptures for months, for years, or whatever the case, and then all of a sudden, God, just in one little dab, he'll come in, and he'll just say, wham, 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 and we'll see it. Our eyes will be open, praise God, and we'll see exactly what God is talking about in the name of Jesus. Come on, can somebody besides me just lift up your hands and give God praise for that? That's what he does. That's what he's good at in the name of Jesus oh hallelujah amen and I believe that God does that I pray that a lot the first chapter of the book of Colossians and the and the first chapter of the book of Ephesians Paul prays a specific prayer for those churches that their eyes will be open praise God that the understanding will be illumined into their minds in Jesus name and I'm praying that kind of a prayer on a regular basis for Gillette Campbell County Wyoming and the Rocky Mountain District because I'm believing that that's what God is doing I believe that's what he's done for you He's literally opened up your eyes, praise God, to see that type of thing. And so the Bible says in verse 46, And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ. The word behooved just simply means it benefited Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Now here's the kicker, folks. This is where I took that young man that was wondering where I came from. I said, here's where it began. Jesus gave them marching orders in verse 47. He said that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So you can go right back to the place where it all began, praise God, the New Testament church that you and I have a privilege, praise God, to be a part of. In Jesus' name. And so again, these things are not hidden. These things are not put in a corner someplace so that folks won't, won't know, won't know them, praise God. That word should, man, means what, what the will of God is. And that means because God makes it available, everybody should be getting saved. Everybody. It don't matter who you are, where you come from. It doesn't matter where you've been, praise God. God came into this world to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. And that's us. And so we know where our roots are. We know where our beginnings are, praise God. And we can celebrate that every day of the week in Jesus' name. 
Amen. And so along with, with Quinda, I, I want her to stand, if she wouldn't mind, and I'm going to have her come down here and just stand here where I'm going to anoint her in Jesus' name, and we're going to pray a prayer of repentance. But if you think that maybe it would be wise for you tonight to maybe pray a prayer of repentance, why don't you stand with her tonight, and let's join her in the name of Jesus. that's going on right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Come on, everybody now, let's lift up our hands and let's thank God for repentance. Let's thank God for the remission of sins that he has given to us. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 And so as we said before, praise God, we're going to keep on keeping on. We're going to do the best we can with God's help during this pandemic, whatever it is that we're going through right now. And so we want to assure you that we'll try to, try to do the best that we can to bring quality things to you um, and, uh, on an ongoing basis in Jesus' name. And so if you want to, if you need to leave, you can go ahead and do that. But if you, if you can stick around for a few more minutes, why don't you meet us back by the baptismal and we'll celebrate another one going down in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.